0: Hmm. Amazing. It's absolutely amazing. But under the right circumstances, a producer could make more money with a flop than he could with a hit. Hmm. Yes, it's quite possible.
1: Welcome to the NFC Lee Show, the only showkeeper in the NFC East. Honest Williams, how you doing after a Giants win?
0: Oh, man. I haven't felt this good since the last time the Giants beat the Eagles last year. It makes two straight.
1: Man, two straight one and ones. It's not really a happy position to be in.
0: (laughs) What do you mean? Didn't we split with the
1: Eagles? Didn't we split with the Giants last year?
0: Yeah, but, homie, we got another game to play this year. Fuck. Giants can go 2 (laughs) 0.
1: All right. (laughs) Don't remind me. Um. I, I feigned excitement for you, and then you immediately made me depressed. <laughs> like the next <laughs> game hadn't been played, and it's not a gimme yet.
0: Yeah, I can't I, believe I, my I...
1: mind went to thinking I was wrong about last year and not that I will be right about this year. That's right. <laughs> All right. right, let's. Uh, I can't wait to talk about Eagles-Giants, but let's talk about the Thanksgiving game first. The yeah. marquee. The game we both thought the Cowboys would win they lose and makes for an amazing three-day stretch in NFC Eastland of people thinking the Eagles were going to catch up, the Cowboys were slipping, etc. I still think this means the Cowboys are slipping. But what do you think?
0: (laughs) Well, last week I said if the Cowboys lost this one, they should definitely start panicking. Because everything was in place for them to win. It was a home game, Thanksgiving, iconic Cowboys moment. Um, And they're a good team, and the Raiders really aren't, at least theoretically. It just should be take care of business, you know. Uh, Didn't end up that way. Super weird game also. Like went into overtime. Um, Some questionable penalties called on the Cowboys, if we're being honest. Uh, So just kind of a, a funky one. Cowboys also doing this weird thing now where they just, like, don't run the football anymore or they can't. They, they're they no longer able to run for, like, four yards. Um, it was
1: simultaneously a game where, like, the Cowboys were both lucky to be in it and also, like working against the refs at the same time <laughs> or like the refs yes. working against them at the same time. Like I, I think the Raiders were legitimately outplaying the Cowboys on both they sides were. of the ball. I think the Cowboys were lucky, especially with the Pollard return TD to be within a few scores at the end enough to tie it. But you're also right. Like they were working against the refs for most of the game as well. And should also feel a little bit, Heart, it's like it's like on the precipice of like both feeling like maybe we were screwed over, while also like while we really didn't deserve to be in that game in the first place, you know?
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that Cowboys fans are upset about the way that the calls unfolded, but it's just a game. It sh- the call shouldn't have mattered. You yeah. know, it's just a game. They should have executed and won by like ten points, um, and it just didn't happen. And at that point, they have nobody to blame. But themselves, uh, some other weird things is that Amari Cooper, you know, unvaccinated, has COVID, has missed two games. Yeah. News came out today that he's probably going to miss the third game, which is this Thursday again. Yep. Uh, So some I, I think some developments there. I think we're seeing the Cowboys offense. The Cowboys put up a lot of points against the Raiders, technically, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't look as fluid as it did early in the year as it's not clicking the same way. So it is, I, I think
1: I want to, I want to give us a little bit of credit in analyzing this team too, where I feel like we've had their number, especially on defense since week three. I, we were saying since then that, you know, the, this even though the defense looked improved, right. Yeah. That a lot of it relied on digs playing in space and successfully baiting quarterbacks into turnovers and getting those opportunistic momentum swings. Right. And that just feels like it's been absent from the Cowboys in the past three to four weeks. And you're seeing mediocre to good offenses start to tear this defense apart again. They're like, they're not like the Raiders are not an elite offense. They're a very good offense. Right. But they were feasting for most of the game on that side of the ball. It was, you know, I I feel like if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm getting concerned about what I'm seeing on defense, not getting the turnovers. I'm concerned about when the offense needs to go into pass-first mode, whether they can consistently execute like that. Because I think, to your point, for the past couple weeks, unless the Cowboys do get out ahead and can just keep the foot on the opponent's throat in the run game... They're not a team that can easily pass their way out of a hole.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's. Uh, I I think they tried that with more success last, uh, you know, last week. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, they were three for thirteen on third down efficiency. Like, they're just something i I, th- I think they're just tired like in a way i think there's something about paper tiger ness in that yeah. like they're they're trying to do what they always do and it's not working and they don't have a good plan b you know cuz they're set up and the, the cowboys have kind of been like this for like 10 plus years now since like the demarco murray days or maybe even yep. the marion barber days they're set up and their ethos is to be establish the run be physical, control the ball, and time of possession, which they have had a tough, tougher time doing lately. Um, the Raiders, here's the crazy. The Raiders had 39 minutes of possession, and the Cowboys had 26. I mean, that's not – I don't see the, Cowboy, or the Cowboys ever winning a game like that. Nope. That's just too stark of a difference for their type of team yep. to make up. So uh, I still think they can get back on their feet. I'm sure we'll talk about this upcoming Saints game and what – an incredible gift it is from the NFL. Yep, (laughs) But yeah, my, my conspiracy brain is, I mean, obviously, you know, do we know that Trevor Simeon was going to be the quarterback of the Saints? No, but, um, the way that the Cowboys schedule lines up where it's the Saints on another Thursday. So they have a week of prep and then they go into Washington on 11 days or whatever it is of rest. I mean, that's, this is the whole season, I think, in the next two games for them.
1: Yep. Yep. I agree. And I think I think <laughs> you wrote the papery, the most papery of paper tigers.
0: <laughs> I'm always think, right about my paper tiger. <laughs> I'm always right.
1: I'm still like, I don't know whether we gotta come up with a good adjective for what a what a alpha paper tiger. I don't know whether they're calling them more papery works. No. <laughs> what is what is papery even? To me even uh, like more paper means it's sturdier paper, like it's on cardstock. Uh
0: I, I mean I I thought more having <laughs> having qualities that we associate with paper. You know? I just, no like I just think brittle. Incur-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you should say tissue paper tiger.
0: Maybe. Yeah paper mache. <laughs> we need to build like a the a pyramid of definitions yeah. where we <laughs> I still think I still think they have a ways to go. To be clear, they still have a ways to go to knock off last year's Steelers team, yeah, which was the most paper tiger team I've ever seen. No, I, th-
1: I don't even think they're in that category anymore. They no. like like when they would have had to have gotten to this week like eleven and zero, I think, to be in yeah. that
0: category. Yeah, the Cowboys. Maybe they're now too bad to be a paper. Not a I think so too. I think that might be disqualified. They're like a, they're like a paper ocelot, or something, yeah. like a mid-size. They're,
1: they're becoming like every passing week. They're becoming more like a uh, the hot wild card team than they are like right. the paper tiger. <laughs> like oh, like you don't want to play right. the Cowboys in the yeah. first like that team. You know, like the Tennessee
0: like, Titans. type. Yeah. like. <laughs>
1: They may have come into the playoffs on
0: a on like a three and five
1: record, but they were at <laughs> yeah. One, you know, right. know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, the narratives write themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I want to talk before we preview it. I just want to
1: show some contrition, I guess, for our picks. I think both of us were bullish on this being a get right game for the Cowboys, but we overlooked two huge vibe signals coming into yeah coming into the game uh one you text me about it the Oakland Coin undefeated the Oakland Coin flip so far this year that's sh- yeah. we should have just saw that post and immediately rode immediately yeah. rode the raiders like there's no how do way. two
0: how do two irish catholic boys <laughs> not listen to a magical coin really stupid <laughs> on our part all the signs were right there, and we yeah, and the them. fact
1: and the fact that I literally, <laughs> I I felt the need to show contrition for not following. the <laughs> <Right>, Yeah,
0: <laughs> say ten hail marys because yeah. the coin you didn't listen. God, God is speaking through this coin, and we we turned our backs to His light. So
1: yeah, and and we just I just completely blew past. Uh, the, the turkey day curse with the cowboys i even said like
0: yeah we uh, talked about it a little bit
1: i said no it wouldn't matter and i was so wrong
0: you know what we did <laughs> what? we did we did the cowboys fan thing where we were like no this year is different <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: we, we talk about this team too damn long we're we're
0: we're, we're looking we're, at we're it through rose colored cowboys glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. dude
1: the show has warped us, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, if if I'm if we do this for like three more years, I'm gonna be sitting here like posting like we dem boys memes, and it's gonna be really, really bad.
1: Yeah, it's just your your like three year arc on this pod is like the Homer Simpson regress into the bush and then come back <laughs> <Right>. out meme, <laughs> like coming in right. a depressed Giants fan and coming. I don't out know of what people control. wear
0: in Texas, but I'm sure you
1: can come up with some. A lot of ten-gallon hats, for sure. Oh no, yeah, no. definitely. <laughs> that right. doesn't actually happen. Though I did see one in a in a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse once, and I thought I'm in Texas now. Uh, the Cowboys have All right. the the Saints coming up on Thursday. Both are coming off one week rest off their Thanksgiving games. A very odd Thursday yeah. to Thursday pairing for both teams.
0: Usually, the NFL does not like behave this generally in scheduling. Yeah. Like usually, I mean it makes sense. Most teams don't get two Thursday games a year. So yeah. I get it. But it's just an interesting confluence where it feels like a lot has to move so that these teams can get a full week of rest. But
1: but I the guess. Saints coming off back-to-back I might even be more than back-to-back. I don't know if they lost before the uh the Eagles game, but two, I know two back-to-back bad games for them coming into Thursday against a Cowboys team that probably yeah, look, feels they like they, they look need bad. it. They look bad. And the Cowboys are probably going to come in thinking they need a win. I'm just going to pick this yeah. based off of our Cowboys heuristic, where I feel like the Cowboys are the most likely to score first and establish the running game. And I feel like that that means <sighs> they'll win.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what this – like. I feel like I have fallen into this trap a lot where like I'm like, the Cowboys are good and the other team's not that good. But I really think the Saints, unless they shake, unless Sean Payton comes in with some magic, which he could do, uh, if, if they don't shake up the personnel here, I, th- I just think it's going to be like Trevor Simeon's not offering anything downfield. There's no way to really hurt the Cowboys. The Cowboys should be getting like Demarcus Lawrence back this week. I think there could be some reinvigorating elements there. I mean, Saints can't run the ball. It's just a mess. I don't think the Saints defense is bad. I just think they're like the the Saints right now are the opposite of what the Cowboys at their best are, which yeah. is like they're actually just kind of like the Giants really, like a respectable defense who is just burned over and over by an offense that like literally cannot stay on the field. Yeah. And they eventually are just going to get scored on cuz it's the modern NFL and they're exhausted, you know. Yeah. So, I still like the Cowboys. I think you just have to take Cowboys. Um and I think it's going to be like a big, big statement game, like 30 to 16 or something.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be, I like that score a lot, actually. I was going to say like 34 to, I was going to say 34 to like 20. I I can see, I, just like okay. they did against the Eagles, I could see some garbage time. Um, yeah. Peyton movement from the Simeon offense in a way they probably just couldn't get going against the Bills. Um, but I, yeah. I just think that Dallas will get out ahead and they won't look back. And the Saints are much worse than the Raiders.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that like, is – like the Raiders are much like worse. decent. Yeah. Yeah, the Saints are bad. The yeah. Saints are very bad. So And they won't be good unless they
1: get Trevor Simeon out of that quarterback position sooner rather than later and get Kamara back. So
0: Right. Um, that might – honestly, I don't know who – like what the Saints – depth chart looks like now. I know there's been talk of like what Taysom Hill is and stuff like that. If they go Taysom Hill, then maybe that shakes things up and up. I don't know. But I know that you hate Taysom Hill, so we I can just Taysom move Hill. on.
1: I don't want to talk about this.
0: <laughs> no. This is right. not... yeah.
1: Literally, my worst nightmare is if Taysom Hill retires and becomes coach of the Rams after Sean McVay. That would be... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I thought you were gonna say like beats the Eagles or something like normal, and you're like no.
1: (laughs) You that would I I didn't even text you angrily after the game yesterday. I would text you angrily if that happened. I would think there's no justice in the world (laughs) if Taysom Hill ended up coaching the Rams.
0: Um, I would say that there's a lot of justice, and it's all on the side of Taysom Hill. you're you're the bad guy here for hating him for no reason.
1: This game, Eagles Giants. Ooh. Let's do it. <laughs> Honestly, Giants win. Honestly, not that
0: much to talk about.
1: Giants win. I think yeah. there's a lot to talk about.
0: One of, uh, one of the worst games I've ever seen. It was so bad. <laughs> it was. Uh, I mean, the
1: the really really the story here is the the unequivocal return of the NFC least. We thought for a few weeks here that, you know, the Cowboys are running away with this. The Eagles look somewhat competitive and improved. Same with Washington. And then the division just shows up early Sunday game division rivalry. Michael Strahan retired and just lays a fucking egg in terms of (laughs) quality of football on both sides. (laughs) It was, it was awful. Like four turnovers from the Eagles, right? Yeah. Three picks yeah. and the and the Boston Scott fumble.
0: And the Giants couldn't do anything. Like,
1: <laughs> the Giants
0: literally nothing. <laughs> and the
1: Eagles had a chance to win.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Twice they had have a chance
0: to win. They really should have won. <laughs> it's 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 crazy that they didn't win. Yeah. Oh my god! Truly, truly awful. Um,
1: it was a lot of fun. I mean. A lot, a lot of stuff to talk about, I guess. Um, also hilarious that coming off this game, they get two of the worst teams in the AFC East next week to make them both look good again, the Giants and Eagles. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we can talk a little bit about Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts, how they both looked. I texted you halfway through the game where it's like, I think – Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts are a lot more similar of quarterbacks than what they're maybe are often compared to be. I just yeah. think Jalen Hurts is maybe a slightly worse passer than Dale, uh, than Daniel Jones. Yeah, whereas yeah. Jalen Hurts has like a little bit more open field escapability than Hurts as a runner, even though Jones probably has more straight line speed, but both are yeah. like similarly incapable of passing the ball deep and sustaining drives with just their arm. And both rely on really, like, a like a change-up running game um, and their own legs to be productive at all on
0: offense, yeah. you know? Yeah. They both, I mean, they're both mobile, to your point. They're mobile in very different ways, you yeah. know, as you already said. Uh, and they invite catastrophe in kind of different ways, where Hurts, like, literally, I don't think, has the arm talent or technique. Um, and he just puts the ball in spots. Maybe a better quarterback would would get it there, but he's just not doing yeah. it. Um, and so it's getting picked. Uh, whereas Jones is just like kind of like a a butterfingery Charlie Brown esque figure with a much I think a much higher higher ceiling than Hertz. but yeah. Like just very jittery in the pocket, doesn't sense pressure super well. Where I think Hertz really does. Like Hertz is a good scrambler and pretty elusive. He gets himself into trouble as a lot of like mobile quarterbacks do, but um, I think he's got a much better pocket sense than, than Jones. Jones has just, yeah, a, a better, purer arm and a better sense for mid-range accuracy. But it's pretty clear to me, I think the question that I want to talk to you about is, do these teams move on from these quarterbacks? Because this last week was just an exemplary display of quarterbacks not elevating their offense. They're not the only problems. I think we've talked about that a lot. We can definitely agree on that. But it's pretty clear like, neither of these guys are like, oh, like carrying their teams across the finish line.
1: Yeah. And And I'd also, just speaking to the Eagles fans for a second, I'd also say, like, let's not fool ourselves into thinking that Jalen Hurts has ever elevated the Eagles offense. I think that at his best, he has kept them on schedule and competitive enough to win but I don't think there's been a game this season, even in the blowouts where you look at it and say, Jalen hurts with his arm won this football game, you know? And I think that's for me. I mean, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to say these next five games don't matter to him. I think that he has an opportunity to, as he has all season establish himself as the quarterback. But if, yeah. this, is, if this, is, this is already a pretty damning part of his sample size, and if he puts up a game or two more like this, which I think he already has this season, and is fully capable of doing more from now until the end of the year, especially as the stakes get higher, I think it has to be a question of, are you willing to invest in someone different? I can understand to a certain extent... If the scouting department and the coaches look at this draft and say, there's no one here we want to work with. I think that's a a point where you have to just respect the expertise of who you have in the room, invest your draft capital wherever else you need the team and maybe run it back with Hertz as a stopgap for one more year. But I think in the back of your mind, you're like, it's either 2022 or 2023. We got to find someone um, because Hertz is not going to be a Super Bowl guy,
0: right? Yeah, that's that's really kind of the question. It's like you can hold on to Hertz until you feel like your window legitimately opens. Yeah, for that kind of thing, like yeah. Hertz will be fine. You know, but it's just he's not he he does not offer a Super Bowl ceiling. Yeah, and I mean, I suspect also I don't know how many years how he has left of rope here. Yep. I literally don't know. It might be like 15. I it's beyond me at this point because I would have fired him. I would have literally fired him this week, like at at the latest <laughs> after that game. I was like, you picked you picked Jalen Raker in the first round. You did that? All right. Bye. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. Um and as I talked to you about the worst thing about that is that uh it kind of forced Devontae Smith's really good. But Rager's inability to be like a true number one wide receiver forces you to spend another pick yep. on a wide receiver when you have a million other needs on the team. Like, how is yep. the team ever going to like become well-rounded when you keep sinking <sighs> high-value picks into one position and missing a lot of the time? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to waste my breath on Taylor Rager. I, <laughs>
0: yeah. You can't get no, me Honestly, it I think... I, no, 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 I'm with Hertz, you. though. Is, I'm with. Hertz you. is the focus.
1: Yeah, I'm with you though. Yeah. Like I, as much as I can defend and cling to hope as a fan would want to do, right? I don't think I can sit here and like say that the opportunity cost of what Howie left on the table by taking Rager isn't greater than what Rager has right. given the team, just objectively, you know. Um, and I think similarly, right? Like with with Hertz it's like, I mean, Hey, like put it, put it like this. We're now close to three quarters of the way through the season. At this point, I think it's fair to say the Eagles are tracking somewhere towards 500 or slightly below um, on the year. Um, I guess with the new season, it's impossible to be 500 at the end. It's either going to be nine or eight, nine and eight, eight, and nine, or at worst seven and 10 for this team. I think.
0: Bullshit right? that that's the case, by the way.
1: Yeah. But, you know, through that lens, right, you look at the roster around Hurts and you say there are other glaring holes here, and if he's good enough to at least win seven or eight games with an imperfect roster, he's good enough to play in the NFL. You know? Um, like, I don't think he's awful. Um, I don't think he's, you know, uh, Ryan Leaf yeah. or Jamarcus Russell, yeah, no, no, no. you know, no. um, like he's a player, but like, what, what are we trying to do? Are we trying to put butts in seats, um, with a middle of the road guy? or Are we trying to like win rings, you know? Right. And I think that the answer is unequivocally, you can't win rings with this guy right now. Yeah. Regardless I of who's that, around him.
0: Weirdly, every quarterback in the division falls into that category, including yeah. Dak, Even though Dak's clearly better than the rest of them. It's just like, maybe Dak on the rookie deal, if you put the right team around him, could do it. But it's just... It's a lot of journeymen tier QBs in this division. Just There's like 10 of them.
1: Yeah. I think if Dak was backing up Carson Wentz in 2017, he could win a Super Bowl.
0: (laughs) That team is so loaded, man. It's weird. I... I don't – this is this is like full off-seasons type stuff. But Nick Foles gets way too much love. Way too I much. Agree. I agree. Was... I get why. I get why he does. But it's it's like stupid fan th- – it's like – it's really kind of like bandwagon thinking. We're like, OK, you started watching like the Vikings game in the playoffs. That's what this your first game of the year. <laughs> right. And you just completely disregarded, oh, Brandon Brooks, uh, Jason Peters – you know, Kelsey, like maybe like legit, like one of the best offensive lines of all time, you know, for that one year at least yep. way up there uh, and just just not not give enough credit. Brandon Brooks should have a statue somewhere is all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sure
1: he does. in a uh, martial arts studio. That guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, for me. I think both. I think both Jones and Hurts are kind of in the same boat. I think you're very astute to ask that question. I would say. I would say the same thing about Jones. I actually think Jones probably has more of a likelihood than Hurts that if he was, if the Giants were to cut bait, um, that he could maybe find new life under a offense coordinator, a head coach that likes what he brings to the table. I do think he's yeah. been hard done by what's been put around him in New York, more so than what hurts has been done in Philly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think there's, there's things that Jones does well. Like he's even had really good games this year. I just think in the aggregate, even though his team around him is really bad. Like I just look at like good quarterbacks yeah. elevate bad talent kind of regardless to some degree, at least a little bit. And Jones yep. doesn't really do that. Which to me just says like average, you know, yep. average in a very volatile way mm-hmm. where he's either like throwing dimes or fumbling the ball because like, you know, he was blindsided after holding on to it for six seconds. But like, you know, that just just you could you could go eight and eight. I refuse yeah. to say nine and eight or eight and nine. You could go eight and eight with Aiden Jones, but I guess you'd have to have a 10 and six team around him to do it. To write some NFC East fan fiction for two
1: seconds. If Daniel Jones went to the New Orleans Saints and played like the, uh, you know, um, the Jameis Winston role for like a season. And I then, think he'd look pretty good. And then like the next year had to take on and start some games. I think he'd look, I think he'd look like a quarterback behind that team with Sean Payton like a quarterback yeah. that could win a, win a playoff game or two.
0: You yeah. Know? Right. I, th- I um, agree. I don't think Jalen. I still Lomar don't Hertz have a really good comp. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. I think. Um, yeah. I just think Hertz Hertz is almost like talent agnostic to what's yeah. around him in the offense. Cause he's just not a very good passer. And that was a big thing that the giants defenders after the Giants' secondary in post game this week. Um, just kept saying like, yeah, we like wanted Hurts to pass the ball. That's what we yeah. were looking for. It's pretty damning when that comes out about your quarterback and it's like, well, he should be passing the ball like 30 times a game. The fact that yeah. that's a bad, the fact that you view that as like a win for you is bad for us. Yeah, and
1: like I've said for weeks, I think that it's a luxury that the Eagles have a well-coached offensive line and that, Running the ball is one of their strengths, right? But I think we run the ball as good or slightly worse than we did in 2017. And that offense had a league leading passing attack with it as well. Yeah. You know, and I don't think that, like, the fact that our passing attack is so inept has only to do with the wide receivers.
0: <laughs> no, definitely. I, th- I think you know? people are starting to come. I think people are starting to come around to that a little yeah, bit.
1: Yeah, like I think so. that it, I think that it's equal the guy dishing it as well as the guys, as well as the recipients.
0: Yeah, the wide recipients. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if anyone's listening for the first week, we will not explain ourselves to you.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Giants defense looked great. Made Hertz look awful.
0: Yeah. Um, they they did kind of do like a very lucky bend don't break thing where like they like how many bad situations did the Eagles get within the Giants side of the field? You know? Yeah. Like the Eagles could have put up like twenty-four points, even if the Giants defense was playing about as well as they did, you yeah. know, if the ball just bounced a little differently. But I still think Graham, Giants defensive coordinator, is the the jewel of this team. That what he's done with just Completely random guys after Blake Martinez has gone down um, is is pretty impressive.
1: Yep, I'm. I was impressed by the Giants' defense. Woefully disappointed by the Giants' offense. I now know. What yeah,
0: it's it is. so bad. It's so. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so it's just incredibly toothless. You're like, can we just do anything to like? Yeah. Like I would, I would settle for it? like run like the triple option or something yeah. like.
1: It was. Just, I think. I think just, like, putting myself in your shoes and moments watching the game, like, the highlight, the two offensive highlights for me from the Giants' offense was the, like, the defensive breakdown bubble screen out to Saquon, where he had his longest game mm-hmm. of the day, but, like, yeah. had nothing to do with, like, him. Like, he just needed to run into a straight, run in a straight line for 30 yards because yeah. the defense was not covering that part of the field. And then yes. the two straight... 15 yard completions to Kenny Galladay. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> who looks who looks slow as hell, by the way. Yeah. I just am so unimpressed with.
1: Yeah. Him. I texted you twice that like <laughs> those two those two uh, red zone uh like back shoulder fades that he dropped, yeah. like awful, awful play from the wide recipient. You know,
0: just right. like that's like, what you are paid to do, also. Yeah, like, it's, it's literally like, like you're a 50-50 ball guy.
1: You know, it's like Jones, both those passes were not bad 50-50 ball passes. Yeah. Like They were both put places where the DB could only bat it away, not yes. intercept it, and a good wide receiver had enough of an opportunity to just body the guy, right? And they tried it twice, one on Darius Slay, which they lost that, you know, Galladay lost that one. And I'm I'm sure the... I'm sure uh, Freddie Kitchens was like, all right, it was still a good look. Let's try it against the much worse corner on the other side. And the same thing happened, you know?
0: It was just like, why are you the one getting bullied by, even Darius Slaves of like a really good corner is like way smaller than you. Yeah. You know, so why are you not pushing him off a little bit? Like, obviously there's going to be contact. Like it's a 50-50 ball, you know? That's why you can also get away with contact. Yeah, oh, it's just like my God.
1: you know, like you maybe give one play a game that's just like, all right, we like lost that rep, right? But when yeah. Stephen Nelson beat Galladay on the exact same route, oh, my God. I was just like,
0: <laughs> well, so the subplot to this, we're like way too deep in the week. I'm sorry about you're going to have to cut so much of this out because I just feel like it's been no. Completely... This is the one
1: time of year we can do this, man. All right,
0: the, there's another <laughs> game. There's another game. <laughs>
1: we don't know whether it'll be this bad it may be worse
0: (laughs) yeah i hope it's worse honestly i i hope that the giants offensive linemen are like literally like pigs in blue uniforms uh there was a report before the game this is also a sign to me of like just an incompetent franchise that was like the giants are determined to get galladay his first touchdown today it's like why who cares why don't you just score any kind of touchdown any way you can? You think you have the luxury of being like, hmm, let's flip this one over you know, to Kenny to make him feel better. It's the $72 million that make him feel better. It's his job to just get touchdowns organically. I'm sure whoever, like, like was the Eagles' secondary coach just, like, reading that and being like, huh, oh, all right, like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> At like I, also love, that morning. I also
1: love the implication that it's, like, Galladay has been available for touchdowns.
0: Right. It just, and it's just like, oh. <laughs> we just, we the added, Giants just have yeah. such a luxury of touchdowns <laughs> yeah. that they can just hand them out. Charity cases whenever they want. No. Jeez, man.
1: All right. Yeah. Well. Both teams move on. Um, Giants play the Dolphins. Eagles play the Jets. Eagles have a back-to-back up there in MetLife, which is kind of fun for them. They're just living up in North Jersey, going (laughs) to American Dream.
0: Oh, uh... yeah, man. (laughs) Getting some sloppy Joes, some real ones, not those fake burgers (laughs) that the rest of the country have.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Giants-Dolphins first. I feel like Honestly, I feel like both these games are probably going to be wins for both the Giants and Eagles just because the the AFC Uh, is bad, and the Jets and the Dolphins are literally the worst, you know?
0: No, I think the the Dolphins are going to – Dolphins have won four straight. No. I I think they're going to beat the Giants. I think they're going to beat the Giants. I didn't see anything from the Giants last week that actually told me they're like improving or like a good team there was a minus four turnover differential and it still came down to the final play for them to not lose. So I'm going to take the dolphins. I don't think it's going to be super close. I think the dolphins are going to win like 23 to 10. I just have no faith in the giants right now. It Uh, was a wonderful win. Let me be clear. I'm thrilled it happened, but it did not like inspire any sort of hope in me that the rest of the season could be better.
1: I disagree. I think that okay. I think that the, the the Dolphins offense I don't think is good, despite their their winning form recently. I think the Giants defense. They, I think I think the one thing you get wrong in your pick is I I don't think the Dolphins offense can score twenty something points against the Giants. I think if the Dolphins win, it'll look a lot more like this past game where. <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I I will. Devil's advocate, I'll argue that the Giants offense doesn't super need to score if the Giants, if the Giants offense does what they usually do and turn the ball over, you know? Yeah. I,
1: I can see that give happening. Give short too. fields. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm still continuing to watch Freddie Kitchens with great interest. I thought that, I mean, at they, least they, it I, looked
0: better. It looked better. At least from what I sure. saw.
1: I thought like the play calling had a little bit more zest and, Intuition behind it last It
0: definitely did it just Um, more Ambition yeah yeah I agree completely Um,
1: They couldn't execute it at All but it still looked like they were Trying stuff
0: (laughs) Yeah the Jones the Jones passing game Really looked relatively okay the Times when it didn't work was when the offensive line broke Down Um, The run game was a complete disaster The whole time they kept trying to like establish the Run and it kept not working at all Um, But yeah, I think the actual. I feel like that's passing game is more scheme based, and it just looked a lot smoother. So yeah, I was happy with Freddie Kitchen. Um.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I think the Giants win. I think the Giants win seventeen to fourteen.
0: Okay. And Eagles. <sighs> Eagles. I
1: think the Eagles bounce back. I think they look good.
0: I think the Eagles lose two. I think they really? both lose this week. Yeah. The just Jets, a vibe get. Yeah. Yeah. Nah
1: man. Nah man. I
0: don't no, I I I'm just just a vibe I have.
1: I don't think it'll look I don't think they'll win big. I think they'll win like twenty to ten.
0: I think they're gonna lose fourteen to thirteen, the way that the Giants would have lost last weekend if it happened. (laughs) So
1: I don't I just have zero faith in the Jets offense. I mean
0: that's the right that's the right instinct. I'm just yeah, I'm just hating. You're just vengeful.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's get to. We have to. This is this is the this is the, the highlight the, the real highlight. Washington beating the hapless NFC East wannabe Seattle Seahawks. <laughs>
0: right.
1: Do you think maybe the Seahawks lost because they're auditioning to be the be in the NFC East? Do you think it was they, like, oh, we can't, we can't actually win if we want to be part of this
0: club? You know, maybe they want to be the new Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's if the Cardinals well, could be the, the division, new old
1: Arizona can. Cardinals. Them wanting yes. to be the Cardinals now makes too much sense. They want to be yes. like the Jake the Snake Plumber '90s Cardinals. <laughs> yeah,
0: that had the cool logo.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Washington man. Three straight. They're making us look God. smart. It looks like our picks might actually come
0: true. It's crazy that the all the Dan Snyder stuff is just evaporated because they're winning. Uh, it is like I, I Ron Rivera. I got to give him credit. He he kind of just slowly builds the team up. You know, you can tell that he's a good. I I, I don't know if he's like a great coach. But you can tell that he's a competent coach because yeah. this is the second straight year where they've lost guys and they're hurt and they still look better every single week. They just get better. They get more confident. They understand the playbook better and it just keeps happening. So, um, It's really, pick, I mean, really, Washington,
1: Washington exists as a team that just answers the existential question. Like, does winning fix everything? And in the case of this year, it is fixed actual crime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when you say pit fixed, you mean papered over. Yes but, yeah.
1: he <laughs> doesn't actually fix everything. It just papers over everything.
0: right, exactly. We're willing to let almost anything slide if you win. exactly it's, it's one of our less admirable traits, but yeah, uh, you gotta feel great. Um, I think the C- the Seahawks are like way on the downslope here. Yeah. Seahawks look really bad. They're they're melting down from the inside to the point where Giants fans want and think they can get Russell Wilson, which is insane. Um, I also think, like, actually watch the games. I like Russell Wilson, but the dude's like 33 or something. He's undersized. He's always relied on his mobility. Like, what are you expecting to get out of him when you put him behind the Giants' offensive line? Like, what? Are you winning a Super Bowl that way? (laughs) Like... I He's on a 3-8 team already that has more talent than you do.
1: I love I love that you've spent the past two weeks talking about Washington and Seattle exclusively using it as an opportunity to roast Giants fans thinking that they, <laughs> they want Russell
0: Wilson. I kind of forgot I did this last week. So... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I just nah, thought this. You, you don't, I don't remember no. saying it.
1: No, nah, man, you got your soapbox. Get on it, King. All right. Thanks,
0: it, right. <laughs> brother. No. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> digging into Washington a little bit, I mean, I, what, what did you like? What were you – what did you see from this game?
1: I mean, I even though I think the Seattle offense is really on the downswing and looks awful, I think more and more it's, just, it's the Washington defense showing up yeah. after – after being called out and thinking they're a shadow and a shell of what we saw from the last year, I feel like they're showing up just like, it's weird. Like the giants and, and, and Washington, these past two seasons, I think have looked pretty much identical year over year, just with maybe a little bit more organization and fluidity on offense at times on both, you know, like a bit more of the off season, a a little bit less of the pandemic. Meant that their offenses look a little better, but still awful. But the defenses still are rounding out at the same time, are still dominating people in the same way. And it's literally the only reason why either team can win games in the back half of the year.
0: You yeah, know? this is this is exactly why it was always stupid to like blame the Washington defense early in the year yeah. for losses, even if they were giving up a lot of points. It's like they're clearly the most talented part of this whole thing. Yeah, you know, if you win games. It's going to be because of them. That's what happened. I mean, Washington had the luxury of running the ball like 40 plus times. Yeah. I think it was 43 times. You know, that's, you can only do that when your defense is so stout that you can settle for three yards per carry and just like grind a team down, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I, they look good. All three of their wins have been kind of n- narrow. Um, like, pretty decisively, like, in the lead for most of the game. Like, look good. But they're not, like, blowing these guys out. But that's also not what Washington does. They're dutiful, baby. Yeah. And uh, that's... The, the dutifulness that's, is back. It really is. and ab- In fact, they're getting more dutiful every week. They scored 29 against Tampa Bay, and then 27. And now they're back down to 17, which is like... <laughs> this is how you can tell they're hitting their stride. Like, if they're scoring 29 points... <laughs> They're not like a, peak Washington yet.
1: It's the inverse paper tiger law. Like right. Washington <laughs> needs to score less to be right. more competitive.
0: Right. If you're scoring, if they're scoring like 34 points, you're right? like, oh, like this is just throw this result out the window entirely. You yes. know, they beat Atlanta 34 to 30 this year, and then they lost four straight because that wasn't a real game. <laughs> but once they started winning games in the 20s, it's like okay, like this is the real. Yeah. This is Listen. the real deal.
1: Uh, my my hottest take right now is I think Washington is the most likely team in the NFC East to either catch Dallas if Dallas continues to slip or sneak into the wild card.
0: I think that's I tot- the I totally the agree. I th- they have a legit chance at catching Dallas, like a yeah. real chance. N- not just because they're hot and Dallas is cold, because I do think that is going to level out a little bit and they still are two games behind or a game and a half behind. But –
1: I really, um, I really hate to say this too because he's basically the nillo wafers of quarterbacks. But Taylor Heineke, like he may not outright win games with his arm, but he won't yeah. lose games like Jalen Hurts lost a game.
0: Yeah, this past I week. guess I, I, yeah, yeah, we'll say that for now. Um, I think he, I think he can lose games that way. I don't he just think just hasn't so. the last three weeks too much,
1: I, too much grit. Have you seen his eyes?
0: I've seen his hospital <laughs> That's <a good> balls. <laughs> That's what I'm. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, There's boy, too much
1: grit in those eyes. He's getting, he's, he's two winning points.
0: games. He's honestly, he's playing himself into first of all, a statue. And yes. second of all, uh, he might be playing himself into like a starting job, which I think would be the worst possible thing for Washington. Uh, but,
1: no, I mean, here's the thing. I think I think you're right, but I think his hospital balls are more likely to cause trips to the hospital than.
0: Hold turnovers. on a second. You, if I'm becoming a Dallas Cowboys fan, then you're becoming a Heineken Washington fan. I am. It's you happening. Are, you're <laughs> relying on the on the intangible nonsense. You remind me of this post that I just found on the Washington subreddit. Heineke's enthusiasm is so infectious, man. Everyone on the team and every fan loves number four. His general demeanor demeanor is that of a true leader, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like what? Okay. I don't it's think anyone I don't think
1: anyone in the Washington locker room cares about Washington football team enough to even get close to loving Taylor Heineke. I feel like this is a job for all of them. Do you really it's get a just, vibe? What? That anyone on that locker room, like, thinks about Taylor Heineke when they go home?
0: I I hope not. I don't know. (laughs) That seems like a – why would you?
1: Well, no. I mean, you know, there are teams that actually, like, love themselves, you know? Like, I'm sure the Patriots in the Tom Brady years, like, you know, they're thinking about how good Tom's going to be on Sunday when they're cooking dinner on Thursday, you know? Yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone loves Taylor Heineke or even loves right. Washington that much. I think but these everyone... posts
0: keep implying that like he's Napoleon, but in I know. I'm just spy. saying it's ridiculous. And you're one of those. But guys, I am well, becoming it. <laughs> <laughs> you're going down that path because you haven't articulated really good reasons. You're just like he won't lose games, and I'm like, you what? Are you, what are you talking about? He can't. Uh, he literally, he's allergic to losing. this
1: <laughs> No, I mean, it's not like I don't think he can lose games. I just don't think that like, I, at least I have never seen him. Like come on, zero TDs and four picks. Do you really think yeah, Heineken yeah, yeah, can do yeah. that?
0: that? That's true. I mean, that that's an especially bad situation. But, you know, and like what? Hertz
1: had less than 150 yards passing. Like Heineken yeah. to me is just like a, his bad games will be like, Two hundred yards, couldn't get the ball going. A lot of dead balls, a lot of incompletions. Yeah. Maybe like a pick or two, but takes not like like, six.
0: Takes like six sacks.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, but he won't like. That's bad. But he's not gonna like. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think Taylor Heineke loses a game thirteen to six.
0: Okay, we'll see. I I, I just don't super agree. I mean, they've lost. They scored 10 points twice this year. But they haven't 13 points another time. They haven't scored six. It's true. That's, that's what your entire argument is, rests on. <laughs> you can, I, I'll give it to you, I guess. Well, 10 points. Uh, hey,
1: if the Eagles had 10 points in that last two-minute stretch, the game looks a lot different going into that drive.
0: Yeah, uh, sure. I, I guess. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not trying to die. We talk about Heineke so much. And I'm, now, and now I'm making, now I'm
1: making Heineke it. about
0: the Eagles-Giants game. So right.
1: <laughs> apparently we can't talk about Washington without making it about the Giants.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what's, what's there to say? We're proud of the team for being dutiful. Um, we're going to just keep spitting out these memes because they keep being true. I think the thing with Washington for me is that their schedule, especially yeah. their last five games are division games. Like, that's having destiny in your own hands, for sure. Yep. You know, you just, you win, I I honestly think if you win three of those, you're not in a bad spot. And if you win four, which is doable, you, I mean, you're definitely going to the playoffs. So it's got to, I think they're getting hot at exactly the right time. Wouldn't surprise me to see them go four and two down the stretch and be it. Even though the second, this wild card spot is stupid. Uh, the division's yeah. not out of the question either. Despite yeah. me, I think I crossed them off. You did. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm not wrong. I mean, really,
1: really, <laughs> really. I feel like the story for the next couple of weeks is which of the two, which of the two teams that have not been crossed off that are not the Cowboys, is right. You have yeah. not crossed off the Eagles. I have not crossed off Washington.
0: Yeah. And it's a two horse I think race. the Cowboys are going to end up being right. but Well, no. Uh, I mean,
1: I think we're both right not to have crossed off the Cowboys. Yeah. Either. Yeah. But, but, you know, I mean, I think one I th- of
0: these teams be is going to I don't think a we've ever
1: defined what cross off means. So <laughs> we, we've we just loosely defined it as making the playoffs. But I don't think last year it was only possible if you won the division. Yeah. I don't think we ever extended it to wildcard. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. It's like, is it just winning the division
1: or is it just making the playoffs? You know?
0: I'll put it I'll put it this way. Yeah. I'm about to define cross off in my own. You can tell me what you think. It's winning the division. I can't
1: believe, I can't believe one of like the linchpin concepts of this entire show we are now defining after like
0: recording over upon.
1: 30 hours of content.
0: It was just universally decided it's like we don't decide to speak English before everyone. <laughs> we just do it. <laughs>
1: It's also I like think, loosely copied from Bill Simmons, but like not the same not the same thing. Yeah,
0: I'm not familiar with <laughs> like what right, what is his version?
1: Uh it's basically like, just I, like the it's idea crossed off like, it's crossed it's crossed off like, from yeah. playoff contention and also just like right. no longer riding the bets,
0: basically. Right. Right. Uh if you win the division. Or get one of the two real wild card spots. Okay, like the- you're good. <laughs> Got the, it. This okay. fake wild card spot, you are still crossed off. I want to like. I think that's a fair,
1: right? Yeah, and I would love. I would love. I, it, it's going to be an East team that becomes the first crossed off Super Bowl winner from the seventh
0: spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. They're going to go seven and ten. Make the fake wild card spot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: I think Washington beats Oakland.
0: I do, too. I do, too. What does the coin say, though? I don't know what the coin says. I think the coin says it was a loss, too, if I remember correctly. I think the coin kind of needs Oakland to start winning every game (laughs) for it to check out. Uh, I'm checking. I'm checking the coin. Uh, Give me a score.
1: Uh, I think it's 20-13. I think it's a dutiful 20 points, and I think it's okay. Washington's defense making the Raiders' life hard.
0: Okay. I got to go with the coin on this one. Washington loses. I don't like to do it. I've just seen too much evidence to go the other way. What? So,
1: Oh, man. Now I feel bad. Now I feel like I'm yep. just riding the vibes, and I'm going to
0: bet. Right. Right. It's home home game for the coin. Uh, has the coin going? The coin has him going. The Raiders that is going four and two down the stretch, with losses to the Chiefs and Chargers, but beating the football team. So
1: that seems very accurate,
0: but you it, know it does feel
1: damn.
0: <laughs> damn, if this coin doesn't know his stuff.
1: Uh, but I'm betting against the
0: coin, baby. Taylor right. Heineke time. <laughs> You're a fool. I'm taking I the have, coin. I
1: am a fool. Uh, all right, takes. You got one?
0: Mm, I think I did, but I don't. Yeah, I always forget right before if you got something.
1: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I didn't really follow the league in general this week. I was too too wrapped up. Um oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's not a it's not around the week though. It's definitely NFC East related. No, do it. But okay. Um. I think. Just like Mike McCarthy last year, smashed the watermelons.
1: I was gonna ask you when does this happen? Read into that right. afterwards. I want to hear what you what you have to say.
0: This this week. He needs to I know that we came up last year with like some ideas of what he needs yeah. to do. I I think thanks I think the Thanksgiving the reason why they lost the Thanksgiving game was because he didn't do some crazy Thanksgiving thing like uh like shoot um <laughs> I don't know barrels of like cranberry sauce or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought I thought it was going to be something like hand stuff a turducken, like shoot right. shoot all three animals and then in front <laughs> of the team <laughs> butcher and stuff <laughs> all three of them into one another. <laughs> oh
0: God, yeah. I just feel like that that was a, a the fact that maybe he did do something, but the fact that I didn't hear anything about it would would seem that he didn't.
1: I love that you brought this back up. I. Going into this week's game, this is absolutely watermelon season for the McCarthy coaching staff. I
0: like something. It should has be. To it's gotta be. It's got to be. It's got to. be.
1: Their backs against the wall. Like this is the time.
0: Get, they, get they the Austin have a coach. Powers. Get
1: the Austin Powers Blu-rays back out. Get the watermelons <laughs> back
0: out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Something's
1: got to give.
0: Right. Maybe. I mean, what's what's like the continuation of like an Austin Powers type, like dodgeball or something. <laughs> I don't know what like that tier of movie from like a slightly later era is, <laughs> but I think they need a coach who's dedicated to come on, up with these ideas. And as a new Cowboys fan, I volunteer to be that coach. Cause I think I could, I could work with some stuff here. Oh man.
1: What a, what uh, a
0: job that would be. If you, if your
1: job was to like pitch motivational tactics only related either to 2000s comedies or produce to Mike McCarthy.
0: <laughs> like every week you had
1: to come in with three ideas and like you had like a pitch meeting right. with McCarthy yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah right what are what are, man what are some other 2000s comedy tr- like or I guess more like 90s comedies right like yeah like Happy I mean you Golden got Zoolander just like you got
1: uh, all the Sandler movies I think falls into that that ethos yeah the Sandler ones for Water, sure Boy, yeah. Little Nicky yeah. uh yeah. What else? I think some early Will Ferrell stuff falls into that category, like old school Anchorman, yeah. Talladega Knights. That would be something to pull from, you know.
0: <laughs> get get, get
1: get get Pollard and Zeke on some shake and bake. That'll that'll get them pumped up.
0: <laughs> right, right. But like, what is the action? I I just feel like the it needs to result in like physical violence toward an inanimate object. To be clear, <laughs> like that's like. The apotheosis of the McCarthy philosophy, and so I don't know. I got to think about it. A I want it to be festive, like holiday season oriented. If uh, you
1: have ideas, if you have pitches, we now yeah. we're now in a position to pitch McCarthy on this because Williams has this job now. Pitch Williams, and yep. Williams will pitch McCarthy. Send it. Send it in on the on the mailbag or send it in Discord. We need ideas. Williams is under a lot of pressure. He has to pitch McCarthy on it by tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Or else. Mike and I have very different tastes. It hasn't yeah. gone well so far.
1: <laughs> if if they can't so. get it in tomorrow, they're not going to see it before the Saints game and the the Cowboys are going to be screwed. So we need it. We need this tomorrow. Yeah. All
0: right. How sorry. <laughs> oh, we we go really ahead. gotta wrap it up.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say?
0: If the whole coaching staff ran out of the tunnel wearing ten gallon hats. They'd win, right? They'd absolutely win.
1: I love that because that's like simultaneously feels so on-brand and off-brand for the Cowboys at the same time. <laughs> like they're literally called the Cowboys. You would think that the coaches who wear 10-gallon hats would like right. make sense, but it does not at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They literally be... are taking like the mascot's hat and they all have it. <laughs>
1: I'm just for some reason my mind went, went back to freaking Garrett clapping on the sidelines in like a <laughs> big slow ten gallon hat that their mascot wears, like, completely serious. Oh man,
0: <laughs> dude! If Mike McCarthy wore a ten gallon hat, it would they would 100% put him on like a horse too. Like I've like I don't see why pageantry should be off the table here. <laughs>
1: So your new take is coaches players should be coaches and coaches should be mascots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is all during an away game too, so (laughs) we all gotta smuggle this stuff in.
1: That's the innovation. You're not allowed to bring your home mascots to away games if you just make the staff mascots. We can't stop (laughs) you.
0: All our power actually comes from like Chucky the Cowboy, whatever his name is. And so Mike just has to be that totem, that obelisk of energy for the team.
1: And even if it's not Chucky the Cowboy, that's his name from now on on this pod.
0: (laughs) I gotta look up his I'm sure he has some stupid name. like, Like Lasso or something. That was, that was, man, Alright. Let's end this. Yep. Yeah. Rowdy. His name's Rowdy. That's so <sighs> bad. God. Well Chucky's much better. Join our
1: Discord, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Send a Venmo tip jar to Rowdy the Cowboy. Uh until next week, Williams.
0: Take a deep spell.